Yo, you already know what it is. Your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. What's happening, DJ Smooth? And this is the We Outside Show, and we got the one and only Jazzy Finzel in the building. All right, so look, Jazz, before we even get started, there's yeah. no intro that I could give you better than you could give yourself. So right. introduce yourself to the people with all the good-ass names you got. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're now tuning into the one of the most delightful of our time. It's yours truly, Jazzy Fenzel Burgundy, Obama Luther King Jr., Jackson 5 the first here. <laughs> That stank on it, baby, doing the real big. That's what it Boy, is. There we go. Yeah, That's right. It wasn't no way. I'll do that. Jackson 5 the first. yeah. <laughs> How you doing, big dog? Oh, man, beautiful, baby. Beautiful. Good. We glad to have you on here. God is uh, great. Legendary producer, songwriter. The list goes on, man. On and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we want to talk about first because he done did it all. Let X start it off. X yeah. know how to get it going. He, yeah. He, he, got, he got all the... He got, yeah. the, he got a lot of the nuggets. Well, man, you know, Jazzy, we go back. So I, I just got I want to get it started because I know you keep your hands in a lot of everything. You know what I'm saying? So just bring us up to date musically with what you've been doing. Oh, um, let's see. I've, I've been working on an uh, inspirational project. Okay. Uh, Javon DeWan, you know Vaughn. Yeah. My friend Vaughn. Yeah. Javon DeWan and the Trap Stars. Okay. Trap meaning talent revolving around purpose. Mm. That's the trap. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Dope. And... For the last, probably, mm, excluding the last two weeks, probably the like the last 11 Wednesdays. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday, we have like what we call a self-love Wednesday, right? Right. So everybody come over, all of our uh, musician friends. He's got two bands. Mm. And everybody, all the talented people that we love and, and deal with on a regular, we have them all come to the studio. So it'd be about 18, 19 of us in the studio all at once mm-hmm. doing some inspirational, all going into the same project. And so every Wednesday we've done a, a different record that, that has a different vibe and, and they, they, they go, they metamorphosize, they change and almost like, like a, a, our version of K-pop. Mm. That's, that's how, how you can kind of think about how, you know, one beat going into another. It ain't, it's, it ain't no regular production. It's big, it's massive, it's, it's, uh, and it's not holier than thou. It's not a, a, a super Christian project. It's just like a, something just uplifting. So when you, you know so when we talk about inspirational music, what make what what motivated you to do inspirational music? Because the void of it, because right. the void of love, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then people just saying stuff like R and B is dead. Yeah. Like R and B built <laughs> all of us. That R and B got us here. R- Hip hop is R and B. Yeah, but I'm just saying R and B is what got us here though. No doubt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And ain't no, ain't nobody, ain't no female, no no anybody out here producing nothing that don't have some R and B in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's Temptation Sam Cooke, if it's Al Green, if it's up to Keith Sweat, up to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it is, is you got you got some R&B in it. So they were saying that R&B is dead. I said, no, R&B ain't dead. I said, the love is dead. That's right. The love is dead. It's the love. You know what I'm saying? It's the absence of love. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, they replace love with demon time. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we have those conversations a lot as DJs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of times in the clubs or even just things that we, we're supposed to play, we're like, man, the energy is so bad and it's affecting people in different ways. So yeah. I like how you're really killing two birds with one stone. So you're bringing love back yeah. and R&B back at the same time. And, and we're doing it with 808s. You know what I'm saying? So we, so we luring them with the candy. That's where the yeah, trap boom. come in on the other side. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the trap part is a part of the sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's still the talent revolving around purpose. You know what I'm saying? That's the trap. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And and, and we got to, so they say this thing like trap. I got a new meaning for that. Mm-hmm. Just like 
that blessings will fall in your lap. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if, if you if you kind of repurpose your <laughs> mind, you know what I'm saying? If you repurpose your mind, you know what I mean, and, and, and condition your mind to, to think that you can do and know that you can do anything instead of quarantining yourself to that nine to five that these people got you locked in, you know what I mean? You got to get outside of that afterwards and work on your dream. Yeah. Well, I see you every morning you wake up and you get sometimes you give an inspirational speech. Yeah. What motivated you to start doing that? Same thing, same thing, just the lack of, you know, when I start scrolling, you know what I mean? I can't, like, me, when you when you raised in a certain kind of family, I was raised by my mom, so, you right. know, we wake, we woke up, we might have heard the Clark sisters or, or, right. or <laughs> the Winans or, or, or you know, uh, Andre Crouch in the morning because, and, and, it, and, it, and it had, like, we would sing those songs even on the way to school. Mm -hmm. But after, a, after a, a, a while, I was like, wow. Even when I started rapping as a youngin, I was I would integrate those melodies in my music, and mm. people would be like, "Man, that was dope." You know what I'm saying? Even back then, like me and my brother were the first um, gospel rappers that I ever known. We just never dropped a record. <laughs> we ne never dropped a record. We lived in California at the time, and we were we were performing one day, mm. and Commission Fred Hammond right. and all of them came to our church and they performed, and they were late. They were late. So the, my pastor was like, well, Jazzy, y'all come up here and entertain us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We came up there, did the record. We, we did, did uh, uh, songs that we did. It was me and my brother. Right. And we were called the Churches Three. One of our guys had came, had got out of the group. So we said, we're still going to be the Churches Three. Instead <laughs> of you, it's going to be me, him, and Jesus. <laughs> it's still three of us. You know what I'm saying? So yes, we performed, and me and my brother could beatbox. We was crazy with the beatbox. Right. So we just had we had a great system at our church. So, you know, anytime it was a great system, you know, we always go, first thing we're going to do is start beatboxing on the mic. Yeah. And it sound dope. You know, so you got that bass. So he beatboxed, I rapped. I beatbox, he rap. I was cold beatboxing no, mm. back then. Back in the day, I ain't beatboxing like that no more. <laughs> but, you know, unless I had to do it on a record or something. But we were doing it, and then we had these PA systems inside the dressing room. Mm. Commission heard us in the dressing room, was like, what is that? And they all came out to this little, uh, 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 the back area of the sanctuary, and they could see us. Mm. And it was like, man, when we came off, they, they it was like, where's your mama? He's like, well, Fred Hammond said, where's your mother? I said, she's right here. Say, I want to take y'all to the Roxy in Hollywood. Because we live in California, mm -hmm. in like Rialto, California. That's like an hour away from L.A. Right. Took us to to, uh, to their next show like three days later at the Roxy. We performed there. And it was like, man, we trying to sign y'all. We was only like 16 years old. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So my mom wasn't going to let us do it. You know what I mean? She wasn't going to let us sign. Because, so, you know, we wanted to finish school first. Yeah. So you come from a rich family of uh, musicians. Your dad yeah. was a b part of the Barcays. How yeah. was that? How was that growing up in a family like the Barcays, knowing that that was your dad growing up? Man, that's that was crazy, dog. Being around people like Rick James, being backstage with Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five, and you know what I'm saying, being around Switch, not <laughs> not the Barge, but Switch. Switch, yeah, you know right. What I'm saying, uh, uh, and and um, Cameo, and uh, who else? Everybody. Yeah, you, everybody you, you can think of. Anybody you can hear on the Funk Fest, we was there. From Come Function to Earth, Wind & Fire to the Commodores, whatever. 
all of them. I grew up around those guys, like standing right there, like, you know, Lionel Richie said, hey, man, can you get the young blood? Can you go get our towels, man? I got, I don't know where he is. Can you get our towels for us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, so growing up around all that, and you're a kid, right? Yeah. That's really some rock star lifestyle, so. I know there was a lot of drugs going on, and you probably just didn't oh, yeah. know what was going on. Right? Man, I just seen coke on the back of guitars uh, <laughs> uh, to, to women's asses to, like, everything. I done been pulled up out of everything. My dad used to have to pull me up out of uh, cameos because I was a big cameo fan. And, you know, like, everybody on tour together, but it was like a love-hate kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Cameo and Barquets is like the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah, oh, on stage. You feel me? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah on like, stage, they, they battle. Kind of, like, you know, in New Orleans, you know, cameo might whoop their ass, but, you know, they know when they come to, to like, uh, 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 Shreveport, Louisiana, or, or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Barquet's gonna kill them, you know what I'm saying? Because they got a fan base out there that's, mm -hmm. that's crazy, you know. So they be battling back and forth. But I, but I love Cameo, and they used to hate when I used to be out there watching Cameo. But I love Cameo, dog. I yeah. love. That is Larry Blackman. That's that. Yeah, I was a fan. I was a super fan. That was that first Atlanta sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, they used to trip me out. We used to walk around with that red cup all the time. I used to be like, what? What's up? What's up with him? What are you doing? Bro, I was, I was like, I was back there when the when. When Cameo was singing them songs before before they got, you know, um, Candy. That was late Cameo. Yeah, yeah that's eighties. I, I was that around. Was pop yeah, I was, candy. I was around. I was around uh, when when they was doing uh, Shake Your Pants. Yeah, Shake Your Pants. I like the way we dance. The real Cameo. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> His voice is Today so dope too. Today I'm just a lonely man, and tomorrow I'll be a king. See what All I'm of that. Yeah. Come on, dog. Then with the days right there. Mm -hmm. What? So recently, matter of fact, uh, your dad came to New Music Monday and brought us a new record that y'all did together. Ooh. Yeah. So what Choose was Choose Lover. Yeah. That song is so hard. Appreciate bro. that, bro. That song is super hard. So Appreciate was that your first that. time ever nine, yeah. working? Uh, was that your first time ever working with your dad? No. Okay, so. No, no, no. That song is crazy. I've been working with my daddy since I was a kid, bro. Yeah. Since I was a like kid. It. But I, man, the first song I wrote with them, I think I was probably, it had to be probably about 97. 97, mm. first time we worked together. Yeah. But but the first good record that we did was one before this one. I, I think it uh, was uh, a record called Grown Folks. Okay. That was a good record as well. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Choosy Lover's still growing. Yeah, uh, it's going crazy. Right yeah. now. It's but you know how that, that, that AC, Urban AC, AC yeah. kind of R&B does it? It just kind of, it ain't really like a forest blaze. It's kind of like a, you know, yeah. it's like, you Stick know. Stick to the ribs and grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You get a call and you be like, man, that thing going crazy over here in the Southeast region. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah. That's a good record, man. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's nostalgic, too. We miss it. We're just missing that song. Yeah, and they got a new lead singer, so it was like a new, a, a fresher breath of air. Mm. A breath of fresh air. Something. There it is. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get to some of this history, man, you got. Yes, sir. I got to ask you about this. Um, you know, I, you know, me and you worked together a while yep. back, in, back in the two short days. Mm -hmm. But... Your first success for me was when you did the uh, Tila, mm. like that was like the that was like for me your first like real jump off. How you mm. looked that up, man? Tila, Tila had a um, a, a group in Memphis. He mm -hmm. was well, he was a part of a group. It was a duo. Him and this guy named Cody. Uh, they was called Endangered Species. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, they performed one day. 
I think it was they they performed on Bill Street in Memphis. Mm-hmm. They performed on Bill Street, and I and I and I wanted to you know I wanted to work with. Them. I just I just started kind of producing, and and I was popular in the city. You know what I'm saying? They was oh they was Memphis were hating me in the city, boy. They, I don't <laughs> know because because you know I'm I'm like you know they think I I got a silver spoon in my mouth. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? But my, mom, my 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 dad made me earn what I what I got. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I saw them. And I was like, T, I was like, man, we got to work together. And then later on, T was like, man, you know, I don't really, dude, he, he kind of into his relationship right now. I'm going solo. I'm doing my thing. I've been talking to some people, you know, down in Texas and then T Money and then A-Ball and MJG trying to pull me in over here at Suave House. He said, man, if I get that deal, I'm going to come back and get you. I was like, bet. I was like, man, me and my boys, we going, I ran out to Funkaholics. Hmm. Man, I had to Funkaholics. And so we, Funkaholics, we got up and we left and went to, um, Atlanta. We came to Atlanta. I met my met with my guy Ty Day. Ty right. Day gave me like I ain't had no money. <laughs> I, like I, he gave me like I had a couple of dollars, but Ty Day gave us like fifteen hundred dollars. It was like go go to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, and see what you can come up with for the week. You know what I'm saying? Then one of the days you just took you just you just, listen. You, I never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I never went back. I never. I don't even think I went back to pack. Like, I don't know what happened to all that stuff I had out there. So you just left? I took all of the stuff that I use every day, and I packed it up in the car, and, I, and we drove out. I think we, I did go back. I went back and got something. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't that important, though. But, but man, Tila, I, I was out there probably about, about six months. You know, it was like right after Breed. We'll get back. We'll circle back to Breed. But, but um, I was out there working, and... Tila called me one day and said, hey, man, I just did a deal with Suave House, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's on. Like, I want you, we're going to come back and we're going to work back in Memphis. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because I was getting so busy in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I was getting so busy in Atlanta. But came back, worked. You know what I'm saying? Got in the studio with T. Me and Tila working. He said, man, I got this record, man. A-Ball MJG want to get on it. He played it for me. And it was that... uh. Said I'm rolling from the danger I'm holding. I don't know if you heard it, but but it's the it's, it had the um, Run DMC thing to it. Oh yeah, so the rock Bobby box. G, yeah, the rock box. So so he wanted that. They wanted to be on that record. Mm. And I was like, I'm not even thinking about our record because we hadn't made it yet. So we in the studio one day, and I made this beat, and then I put this last little sound in there, and it was. Man, and we were just, <laughs> I, I, everybody was like, man, this beat is so dope. Like, and, but we had no vibe, you know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, you know, when when you need a vibe, you just got to get out and, and just go get you one. Strip club. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Hey. yeah strip undefeated for listen, the vibe, bro. Listen, I don't know. We go, I can't remember. I never can remember which strip club we was at because it was because we was like, I think we went to like two or three. Yeah. To catch that vibe. So, to do the tour. You know the tour. <laughs> to catch those vibes. Those are the vibes back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yeah. So we got up in the one where we was having, you know, we was having motion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we was having motion. We had invites. We had, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So we were gonna bring them all back to the studio or whatever. You know what I mean? So we get back to the to the Loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, boy, that nigga T said, Hey, turn the beat on, turn that beat on, Jazzy just did. Boom, my man Neil, he was laying while we was going, he laid the bass on that thing. Who had I that was bass. like, Oh my God. So T, T goes in the, in the booth. He said, Boy, it was some hoes in the club showing up, <laughs> shaking that ass in the club, nigga. I said, T, come here. Nigga, what? Come bro. here. I said, 
play that again. I said, bet, bet, bet. Mm. I went in the booth. First thing, hoes in the club show enough. Saying that. I'm telling, oh, right off the top of the head, right, right from what he said. I said, oh, yeah, that's it. That's Man, it. everybody, you know, that's when you, everybody started moving. And everybody started walking around. Okay, let me pour a drink. I said, oh, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. So you knew soon as you soon as yep. you heard that that was yep. it. So then he say, okay, that's that's the 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 blunt the splitting decision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the blunt split decision. Hey, up, have the smoke, baby. Hey, we got one. We got something to smoke too. Did you take any vibes from the club to the studio oh, with you? Oh boy. Okay. That's, they were the they were the inspiration. That's it, man. They were inspiration. <laughs> Shout out to all of y'all, man. Kiki, all of y'all. That's that's something people don't realize too, man. Some of the best, most of the best records in the world come from when them girls is in the studio, bro. Man, cause we are we like to peacock for them. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's natural. Mm-hmm. It's natural. You ever watch lions and female lions and male lions? How they walk around? How they just? You know what I'm saying? They just show out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's natural. <laughs> it's right. natural. It's, it's it's you know when when you know nigga coming in like pull the chain out just <laughs> like you know you seen a bunch of you know you might be looking at the camera or something they walking in the studio or something you're like oh man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no boogers in my nose. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> even if you ain't even nobody, you know, it's just just how you want to be presented in front of the opposite sex. It's just how it is. It's yeah. a good way to test the record on the fly, too. Because you know, hey, man. Yes. You know you got one. Yes. And they was working. Yeah. <laughs> they was working. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because because Ball and G didn't, they, they was like, you know, we want the other record. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro. And I, T was like, man, they want to do that. I said, man, listen, you have to stop giving. When you know what you got, you have to stop giving people an out. Right. Like what I was telling my, my, my partner, he was like, he was A&R for his label. He was like, so we're going we gonna to let people choose. I'm like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Because the people might be feeling a certain kind of way one right. day. And they might choose wrong. We're making the choice. You don't give them a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't give them a choice. No. Them on this record is a hit. It's out of here. We doing that. We're not giving them a choice. So most of the time when you go into a single jazz, do you have that that, that decision making the power to make that decision? We test the records out. Of course, mm-hmm. we break it down to two if they if need be. Mm-hmm. But pretty pretty much, I mean, because if 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 anything, you know, we'll we'll split we'll split the money. We'll put one in this one and one in this one, mm-hmm. and we already have this one in the chamber ready to go. If we have an issue with this one, right? You know how it go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So back then, though, you're still fairly new. So how do you come in with that confidence early to say, nah, bro? Watching my dad. There you go. Okay. Watching my dad. Because my dad wasn't only an artist. I mean, he was also a national promotions guy. Mm. You know, you know my pop. He yeah, always yeah, promotes yeah. something. He might come in with the Barquets, and he might come in with three, four other records. No doubt. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've been there at, you know, the Jack the Rapper convention, you know what I'm saying, where the pop might hand, might, might walk up to... um uh Russell Simmons, and then he got a, like a, a barbecue plate. You know what I'm saying? And there might something be more than barbecue in the plate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Old school <laughs> shit. Old school yeah. shit. Old school shit. Or a cassette. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, man, there might not be no cassette in there. You know what I'm saying? Might be a little package. You understand me? Yeah. I ain't never saying nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It, it, but you know what it is. But you know what I'm saying? So I remember those days. Yeah. I remember those days. Hey, man, listen. And be like, listen, Jay James, man, I need this record. Yeah. You know, because if, if if Russell can't get his guys to play the record, some political reason or something like that, he gonna get JEA. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Jay gonna and go that game and, and that game still goes around. Today. Right? Yeah. You still might have a better day. relationship with this guy because yeah. you're with him all the time. No doubt. I'm not finna call him direct. 
And we just got off the phone talking about that. Yeah. I'm going to call you and get your guy where we need to have your guy at. <laughs> we're going to be fair, and we're going to get it done. Right. And we're going to break bread. That's the game. And so, that record still yeah. standing the test of time. Oh, boy. I be on him all the time, man. Like, well, that showed up. I don't like to call records old, but like... Them, them legendary, vintage. vintage, yeah. Classic. Legendary, they, classic. They still, they still hold weight to this day. Matter of fact, when, when I do shows with J.J. Williams, that's his intro. He that does, was a record. Those were records. J.J. Williamson. The I, comedian, yeah. Yep, yep. I, he, I, yeah. he does the I, Somebody skit. tagged me on that one yeah. time. For, it was old school. Yeah, but he does the skit with the, with the, with the bass player. Said the entertainer had a song on Remember, I Could Have Died. <laughs> I mean, he had a song called <laughs> I Could Have Died. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, um, Ricky Smiley, remember Ricky Smiley had a uh, he had he had the, um, the 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 mic stand. He said, "Man, you could tell that boy, man, he just the only bass line he knew." They roll it back to the top, roll it back to the top. You ready, boy? Church on Sunday, boy. Every church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I remember that joke. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. running all over the auditorium. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cold. But. When we go back and I like I was tell, like I was saying back even when I when I first met you, I met you like when you first got to Atlanta and you was working with um Bree. Yeah. I remember coming to Bree House, short would bring me to Bree House, and it used to be like about a hundred niggas in <laughs> one house. And oh, yeah. all y'all would be in there like yeah. it would be you, the DOC, yeah. it would be Bree, it would be short, it would be like eight volumes. Every cat that was hot at the time would be at Bree House recording. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I just seen like y'all as one big family and one of my favorite, like most underrated album. This one I knew you had the sauce for real. Mm. When you did the uh, Breed album, the Saucy. 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 Oh, man. I don't even remember that album. A lot of people talk. I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, ain't nobody going to let me forget it, especially Big Zach. You know, because Big Zach, that was when Big Zach first started rapping. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he exactly, he was rapping. But that's why I say that. Like, that was yeah, my introduction that was, to Zach. And, yeah. And and pretty much a lot of the, a lot of the cats that came over the short during that time was at Bree's house. Like, mm-hmm. Bad Ways, J- Murder. Yep, Joe Murder, Riz, Joe Breeze, all, all them, yeah. You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep. So, those were like, to me, those are some years that, like, when I when I seen you and I seen you coming up, mm-hmm. I was like, I remember seeing you one time in Miami. I don't know if you had really like started rapping and shit yet, but you was like dabbling, doing the hooks and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I seen you at some point, and I was like, "Yo, now I think you had a song Playboy, or something out, something yeah. like that." Yeah. And I seen I you rapped had, on that song. Yeah, you had just got the deal Playboy, at Atlantic or something. Looking for a play girl. And I was yeah. like, and I seen you in Miami, and I was like, "Yo, man, you got to take this shit for real. You you own the song for real, for real." Wow. And then after that, we got back to Atlanta. And that's when I think, like, a, maybe a year or two after that, y'all found Sierra. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, right after that. Mm-hmm. So how was it, like, who actually found Sierra? Was it you or? T.A. Okay. T.A. Tate. Anthony Tate. But uh, he brought her, he, it, she was in a group mm-hmm. called Hearsay. And uh, he brought brought them to me at DARP. We were at DARP. Um, shout out to Dallas Austin. Uh, we were over there. And me and Nooney, you know, shout out to Nooney. Yeah, um, my Noon boy. time, you know what I'm saying, of course. Uh, uh, we had just created a label called Show Enough Records. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, we were kind of veering off doing our own things, thus, you know, being over at DARP, you know what I'm saying, doing our thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Noon time was kind of blossoming into something different, you know what I mean? Chris oh, was doing his yeah. thing. Everybody, everybody was doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever, you know, being successful in our own way, you know what I mean? But um, I went over and, and um, 
he brought brought these girls, three girls called Hearsay, and he was like, the girl right here, you know what I'm saying, check her out, because I'm, I'm thinking when you do a solo situation with it, if you if you like it, then, you know, it can make, it be, it can be your thing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you need to take a project, like, you're producing a lot, but you need something that's going to really make you, ah, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Tim got Missy, you know, like, uh, 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 Jamie Lewis got Janet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so you got to have something. And then at the time, you know, I was definitely talking to Pharrell. He was like, man, you got to have something, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I got Khalees, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mm. It hit me in the head, like, okay, bet. So um, CC started dancing and, and doing their thing, and they, they all sound like, man, she was only, she was like, I think she was 16, turning 15 17. 15 or 16, something like 16, that. 16, turning okay. 17. She was just about close to her birthday. So she dancing, I'm like, uh, like I'm trying to look away because this girl is so sexy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? So she's dancing and then doing her thing. So he brought her back to the studio like a week later. We kicked in the studio probably three, four days. We didn't do no music. We'll just be out there just jamming to the box and and, and she be dancing. I'll be like, man, listen, I had to, you know, niggas start, you know, one and everybody out there. <laughs> they like, they not knowing how, how young she is because she don't look like God, she didn't look. She, she didn't look. And she 16. didn't move like she was no damn sixteen either. Right. You know what I'm saying? She was always, you know, sexy. So, um, I think that one day we started recording. Jonte Austin, shout out to Jonte. He came over. First record we produced, we did um, was a uh, I think you changed the game. I like your thug stuff. We did that. I was like, ooh, this record is a vibe. Next record was on the album. Every record we did that week was all on the album. Every, From the every, beginning? Every record we did on that week was on the album. Mm. And so, you know, she went into, I, I was going to show her to, you know, all the producers in Atlanta so I can kind of get some feedback from some of the guys and right. just show them what I'm working with just mm. to see if I can find any things that I, that I, that I don't have. You know what I'm saying? Because I always like to look for what I don't have. You know what I mean? To make it great. You know what I mean? Like Lil John, right. you know, with the goodies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Sean Gary. You know, Sean Gary was brand new. Nobody was using Sean. Nobody was using Lil John. There's no R&B. I said, so damn, that'd be dope for us to take, you know, that crunk shit. And he wanted to do something different anyway. Mm-hmm. I want to work with her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so dope. So 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 we we uh, went, had a meeting, had a, had a meeting with L.A. Reid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm in there with L.A. So um, I'm meeting with him. So I ain't never really had no real meeting with an executive like that. Like I didn't, so I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anytime I met with an executive, it was kind of like just over lunch or something like that, and we just chopped it up. And said we gonna work with your artist. Da da da. We make hits. But this was like kind of like a meeting where I show him what I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. Nobody told me what to do. But Shakir brought me in, and Shakir standing behind L.A., you know what I'm saying? Because so L.A. can't see him. He make do a sign language, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Recipe Shakir, man, that's my dude. He that's kinda, my dude. You know, he, he, saved, my, he saved my life in, in this Shake. game. So, you know, um, we uh, shake back there like, like uh, um, you know, playing number two, playing number three, you know what I'm saying? But before that, I'm playing records like Slick Rick. I'm playing the new Joe. I'm playing, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, something I did for Puff. He said, L.A. is like, stop that, stop that, stop that. He said, whose records are these? He said, he said, bro, I don't need these records. I need, so I need to know what you got. Right. What can I have? Mm-hmm. Shake was like, the girl. The girl. He, he couldn't remember her name off the top. He was like, the girl, the girl that you've been working on. 
Because, you know, Shake always come in and look around and say, what is that? <laughs> that! Bring that! You know what I'm saying? So he, he was like, um, the girl. So I go, I just bought me a Bentley. I ain't even really know how to get the damn CD out. And the CD be in, <laughs> in the thing all week. You know what I'm saying? But it's the CD that I love. It's Sierra CD. So I'm just bumping it. So I finally got it out. See, I, went, I go outside, get the CD out. That's how unready I was. And, and not knowing I was, I didn't even think to bring CC shit in there. Because she was rehearsing, she was mm -hmm. preparing, and I didn't think it was ready. So I walk in, play the music. This nigga LA throws his hands up. That's what I want. That's it. That's it. Play that shit again. Oh, he was just dancing around. You know, he just started dancing, turning the shit up, calling the people. Listen to this. Can y'all hear this shit? This is it. This is it. What does she look like? He's like, what does she look like? So I pulled up, I showed her to showed some pictures that we took, like a little little dummy shoot or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, she always super photogenic over the oh, yeah. top, like looking like, he like, who shot these pictures? <laughs> like, and she looked, said, Get, bring her up here right now. Get her up here right now. <laughs> I was like, shit. And, and I know she over there somewhere <laughs> with, with Divine Stevens looking crazy as hell. You know what I'm saying? Cause her, you know, when she working, yeah. her shit's all over her head. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, she is not ready. <laughs> to be seen by you today. Right. He was like, man, he's like, shake man, I gotta be, I gotta be on that plane by such such such. I said, look, first thing in the morning, man, I already know I got to go and get her ready. I got to I'm already making calls like, hey, can we get her to the beauty shop? Can we mm -hmm. get, da, 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 get you know what I'm saying? Get glam going, get everybody going. You know what I'm saying? So I come back, we we have her come back to the office first thing in the morning. I come back 13 niggas with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we about to pop some champagne or something, you know what I'm saying? So I got CC with me in the middle, and L.A. comes in this way. We all over here, and she's like over here. She was like, all y'all, L.A. walks in and says, all y'all niggas move out the way. Hey, I had to move everybody back. We standing up there. You come right here, and he just looked at her, and he was like, and he just put his <laughs> arms out like this. He was like, oh, that was it. That was it, CC. You know what I'm saying? That was it. Play the songs. Play the songs. Okay, dance. She started dancing. That nigga was like, oh. He was, oh. He was gone then. Oh, it's that. Because <laughs> he didn't, he never seen her. I never said, she does this, she does that. He looking at her, he was like, oh, shit. Mm. He says, oh, we got something else. This, this is, this is, this. He said, this is goes like, like with Ursh. This goes with Usher and all of those guys. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah. So, he, you know, he automatically, he knew. He seen it. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. He knew. He knew right. He got, he when, got that. He got, got that. When he got the record, yeah. He called me and Cece in. Like, what do you think about this? This is a dance record, isn't it? She's like, Cece, do I tell you why would you dance to this record? This is make, does this record make you want to dance? <laughs> but she started dancing, and I was like, the, back then, Sean Garrett wasn't the greatest doing demos. Right. So it it sounded crazy. You know what I'm saying? He was mimicking Lil John on there. Yeah. That, it, it, it was it was totally mis. You know what I mean? It was a terrible demo. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Charlie Gear because his record was super smashed, and and he had goodies too. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah. so he hit twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quick. Oh yeah. Oh he, he then then about 13 more times. Like you know what I'm saying? But he was he was a fool with it. That boy was a fool with it. But I was like, bro. All this record is missing is Usher. Mm. If, we had an opportunity to go on there, put my hands on in there. I was like, nah, I can't, I can't. Uh-uh, John got that one. I called John. I was like, boy, that record's a smash. Oh, yeah. So you put Usher on that thing? He said, you think so? I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. We in the video. Me and Sierra are in the video. Yeah, yeah.
Well, we both that. in the video. We in there. He made yeah. sure we was in the video. He was like, yo, you got to be in that video. So um, I asked, who was that we had? We had, um, I think, we had Cheddar on here, and I asked him, and, I, and then we were talking about as producers. Oh, Cheese Beats. Cheese, 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 cheese. I love cheese. cheese. I said Cheddar. That's my cheese. Negro. <laughs> That's my natural Negro. Shout out to Cheese, man. Proud of him. Cheese. We had Cheese on here, and I asked him, and we was talking about producers, and I was telling him, I thought that it was better for producers if you produce your own group. Like, a lot of times we yeah. shot beats for a long time, but do you think it's best for producers to go and produce their own, go create their own, just to get their name out there a lot further? Oh, of course. Of because, course. like, what you just described now... I mean, that's what, it, that's what I just described. I right. mean, like, um, when you... When, and, and, and then even... Or even if you got a, a, a faction, like like a, a 808 Mafia, right. you know what I'm saying, who, when you can attach, you know, uh, uh, you, can, you can attach Southside and... and, and, and um, um, Metro and all of those guys to, to you know, a future. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that 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 just takes them to another level. But right. then the next level is when they can go and produce Joe Blow. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. And 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 make them. You know what I mean? Hot because because it's not it's not really now at this point it's not even like for somebody to say yeah I did a song on Future I was like okay but what did you do on Joe Blow though? Right. No, because I know Future know how to make records. Right, right. it's a layup. 21 yeah. Savage know how to make records. Young Thug know how to make records. Right. You know what I'm saying? These niggas know how to make records. So you don't really get kudos from a super producer for, for making records with these guys. Because I, how do I know, how do I not know that these niggas told you everything to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, drop it right here. Put this right here. Well, give me some, give me a, just a baseline right there, Drake. Drake gonna be like, hey, no, right there. I need you to bag back. Then the beat come back in. Ha! Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to drop right there. Yeah. You know he gonna what I'm direct saying? you in there. Yeah. He's gonna that's, put he's gonna put his direction that's on it. Production, and that's where we get uh caught up. Niggas be like, I did a beat, I produced that. No, you didn't. You made the beat. You I made the beat. All the time, bro. See, a beat maker. You, you, you produced producer. the track. But you didn't produce the record, record. because I can't take a, a, a frame and drop it off at the Porsche dealership and you drive off in it. Right. Can you? No. No. no I got to go up <laughs> under that hood. I got to go in there. I got to put the engine in there. I got the spark plug. I got everything I got to do to that, that, that thing. Yeah. Them guts. And the inner workings are the things that make it really move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we got, we talking about, we talking about a lot of moving parts. And then after that, I got to put fluids and things to make it move you know what i'm saying like it's supposed to move oh yeah yeah so 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 we have to understand that it's a machine it's not like nigga you sitting in denmark you sit a record over here <laughs> and 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 i no i want production right now some people might not want production right that's fine but that's their lack of knowledge right. but me i want production mm-hmm. on everything you know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna be a factor. So, so do you think? So, do you think guys taking beats from YouTube and and the rapper just rapping over it, and the producers never in the studio with him at all? What 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 would you call that? It depends on what it was before they rapped on it. When you say that, I mean, if it's, it's just, the exact same beat, yeah, and it, nothing was changed about it, right? Except a couple of drops or something, he produced that. The producer, yeah, whoever did the beat. Okay. Or whoever called a shot. <laughs> okay. Fair is fair. All is man. It's it's all <laughs> fair in business. You get what you negotiate. Correct. Ah. We're at that point in the game. Correct. Because I don't argue back and forth about who did what. No, nigga, I'm Jazzy Faye. 
<laughs> Shut no up. Doubt. Shut up. Because you ain't you was over there uh uh about to cook a pizza. Right. right. And now you at the Grammys. Correct. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. No so doubt. where would you be? Yeah. So I, I interviewed um Eric Bellinger a couple of days ago, right? And I asked him that because you'll have a bunch of writers in the session. How do you handle that? So, you know, some guys are like, man, just bust it down. Everybody even in the room. Or do you come in and say, hey, look, 25 of these puntos got to go to Jazzy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? It depends on the relationship. Okay. See, you talk about Eric Bellinger. Shout out to Eric Bellinger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we actually got the, him his first uh, Grammy nominee on his last album. That nigga's amazing, bro. Yeah, that, that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Me and him actually lived in the same apartment complex at different times. So we always talk about that. He had sent me a picture standing in front of it in Cali, you know, when I first moved to California. But anyway, uh, uh, like, it depends on the relationship you have with those people. If I go in and I'm, you know, you remember the clutch? Yeah. Okay, it's the almighty clutch. I respect the clutch. So I'm going to go in and we gonna, if we got, we got, they, they got that kind of seniority in the game. I'm going to go in and be like, okay, what makes everybody happy? Let's have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? You know you ain't really right shit. You know you did this, you did that. <laughs> you was at the house. Right, yeah. But you're part of the clutch, though. Mm-hmm. So let's talk amongst y'all and see how everybody can be compensated. Mm. Okay, we're going to just give him five. Okay, that's cool. We're going to do this. Okay, y'all were all there. So let's just do this and make a suggestion. Right. And then we take it from there. Okay. Yeah, people be scared yeah. to talk to in business, but you that's have That's why you to. get it get it to where to where you uh, uh, negotiate. You know, you get what you negotiate. Yeah. Now, speaking of show enough, there were two more artists that you had on the label that was in the backseat of that car when with you and Sierra in that video. Oh. A, a young, young Jeezy. And a uh-huh. young Jody Breed. Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh-huh. has Saw that? Yeah, I saw that. You I saw knew that. one of them. You saw? Well, I was familiar with both of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how how did how did that situation play out, or how did that that go? <clears throat> we seeing both of them in the in the public well, eye uh, a lot right now for yeah, different uh, reasons. G- well, Breed Breezy, uh, uh, Jody Breeze, uh, he came from a rap contest. In Macon. And Ma- it was Jamaican, wasn't it? Macon? Yeah, the car show. Yeah, the car show. Yeah. And uh Lil Rip was him then. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know all that. And we was like, I can't remember how the Jody Breeze came about though. He well, see, he had been winning the radio, um, he used to call into the radio station. He had been winning the the, the Rap freestyle. Contest, yeah, the freestyle. Yeah, with, with DJ Skills. And when they did the car show, they yeah. did the battle. And had the guys there, and there were some people from Shownuff, Noontime, mm-hmm. something, Squeak, something along, yeah. Squeak, yeah. Noon. And, and pulled him. Yep. Yeah. All of them. So so they brought they brought Jody to um to Noontime and just yeah. had him rap for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the first time I saw him. So so when when, when he came to Noontime and he rapped for me, I was like, oh, this nigga right here got a voice. He got a tone. Yeah. And it just something about him. He just I just love the fact that when he moved, he was just like, it was like he never really needed nobody else to, you know, to, to be like, you know, you this or you, you know, he was always self-sufficient. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he had, he had this vibe. He didn't really write. He just kind of yeah, like. He, he was a freestyle. Yeah, yeah. He just come up, he come up with it in his head, line for line, and, and he'd do his thing. You know, um, yeah, Jody, and it, I think uh, the first record we did with. with Take this, Me Outside with Troy. Was that? No, no, I'm talking about me. 
Uh, stay fresh. Stay fresh. Yeah. All a player do is stay fresh. fresh. That was yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah. Strip club yeah. classic. And Man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story. Like, and this this is why I respect you to this day. What? Jody's from Griffith. Yeah. I'm from Thomaston, Georgia, which is 20 minutes south. So when he got the deal, we did a concert for him, and we were just speaking about this off camera about the Chitlin Circuit. We did a, a party for him at the Tequila Club. You had a rap van for him at the time, yep. oh, and man. you came with him to the show, and it was so packed. Like, we had folks left. They couldn't get into the club. I had to leave from behind the DJ booth, and I think I had skills of somebody cover for me, run out there and jump in the van with y'all. I was... I remember that. I jumped in the van with you and him to get y'all to the club and yep. in the front and yep. get them in, and this was so fucked up. It was so hot. And the humidity was so fucked up in the club, the CD we had with the show on it wouldn't play. I ended up just having two records. I had show, uh, Stay Fresh on vinyl, and I had the record with Pastor Troy. So we ended up only doing two songs. Right. But the CD you had for the show wouldn't play. I had this old cheap-ass fucking Newmark yeah, that cheap ass CD equipment. player, but it was like a hundred to ten. It was like a hundred degrees in the club. Listen, them country clubs to, always be hot. They go in a damn way. Packed. Oh, bro, came in a little like, uh, iced out and all that, and you know, so the city just went crazy. But yeah, so I just respect that you came down and represented, it, bro, <laughs> and hit that chilling circuit. Yeah. Now, whatever happened afterwards, uh, I mean, things work out. Sometimes things don't. I mean, you know, uh, everything like takes its course. I mean, and and, and artists have to. Artists have to be responsible and have to have to um like pay attention. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pay attention to what's what's going on in the politics of the game. Right. And see, I don't think Jody really played by no kind of politics. Hell you no. Know nah, nah. He don't play <laughs> nah. he don't really play by no kind of politics. But you know, un unfortunately, this is not that kind of game. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um I always have to talk to my partners because, you know, we always, when we doing music, you know, we always got the brown paper bag boys. Right. You know, they, a lot of them come from being institutionalized. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I always have to talk my brothers down like, I'm going to go knock, man, oh, I'm at the car wash right now. Da -da -da -da, I'm going to go knock that nigga head off. Like, no, bro, you can't do that. Mm. Because you're in the industry. If you do that, then everybody going to peg you as this or that. You're going to catch the case. Then everybody going to be like, no, dude, can't come to the, Summit, or he can't come to the whatever it is. The black ball. There's going to be something else. It's the it's the community, bro. Mm -hmm. You're going to see these people again, right? You know Definitely. what I'm saying? And they might have one up on you too. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because because you've already put the flag out there, so now he's finna be all protected. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. You got you. You definitely have to execute, and you definitely have to be smart. You got to be smart in this game, man. Yeah. And I love Jody, man. I, I want to work with him again. And I think that I think that he's he's such a great talent, man. Yeah. That he can he can definitely get another shot and get another real shot. And oh, he yeah. can never stop getting shots. I mean, you can make music all the music you want to, but I mean, yeah. getting a shot shot. He oh, actually got. I think he could be a real special story oh, yeah. where he can like research. And I was just talking to my boy about this the other day. I was like, when you think about. When you think about McDonald's, you think about uh, you think about um, uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, you think about uh, uh, Starbucks, Burger mm. King, all of them, they always repackage and resell. Yeah, always. Right. You repackage. It's crazy. Talk about that. And resell. <laughs> you might cut your hair off. You might you might do something totally different. I don't know if y'all remember Rolls Royce Rizzy. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Everybody, yes. I mean, everybody, <laughs> Rolls Royce Rizzy, this Negro, he, he was signed with Jermaine. It didn't work. Left, left the whole situation, went to L.A., changed his voice. And his name. And became and 20, 24, 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the homie. Yeah, yeah, that's the homie. Now he's signed as a DJ with with uh, Steve Aoki. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He come to see us though. When he come yeah. home, he comes. But I'm just giving you a perfect example of a perfect scenario of a repackage and resale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He resold those goods. Mm -hmm. He's not. People hear him and they be like, "You see him?" And they be like, "That's him." Yeah. You know, you know, you know, y'all know how it go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And his little that, brother was popping. His brother had yeah, a record. Yeah, to yeah. Escape to a record. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying him though. And like for him to repackage it, it was genius. Yeah. But see, Jody has a way back in too, because he got one of the hottest new artists out in the street. Like a lot of the young people that I ask him to play this record that we playing in the clubs. That's hey, his artist. That's a way to do it. Exactly. That's a way to do it. If yeah. Jody hop on one but of them still, anti songs. Even, but still, or, even still him. Even still him, it's still different things, nuances that you got to do mm -hmm. to make people see you differently. Yeah. Tell you know what I'm saying? It, yep. it can't be it. the same thing. Or it's just going to be moderate. Mm -hmm. He's coming you. back in as a boss. I'm telling you, it's got to be different. It's got to be something different. What are you going to do different? What are you going to be like? You know what I'm saying? I don't really have to give you. Like when I walk into a project, I'm, I'm used to being a sniper. I'm that, on that special unit, like when they bring in, <laughs> they drop the motherfuckers from the helicopter at nighttime at, at, at 1 a.m. and they don't hear us drop in and we come in and knock o, uh, uh, Osama and them out <laughs> with the night vision. The seal. You know, like we those seal. guys. Yeah. Because when they bring artists to us, they already got 13 songs that they love. They need a single. They need the one. Yeah. They need the one. They need me to be like, ah, I got him. I got him. Can you take him? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got him. I got him. <laughs> and we was you talking, got him? And we was talking about that too. Like a lot of producers don't know. Like you really don't make a lot of money until you get those records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could produce on an album. You'll get And tempo. Yeah. All See, we, the, all the producers that do tempo got rich. Yeah. Wait, break that down. All, all name a producer that did tempo that didn't get money. Mm. Even Smurf. We just and that Kyle me and Smurf, me and Smurf Park, talked about tempo. Got he got money because he got tempo. Uh 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 Everybody that produced Outkast, uh, uh, who else? Lil John. Yeah. Yes. Jazzy Faye. Yeah. Everything uh, was tempo. Timberland. Yep. Teddy Riley. Pharrell. Pharrell. <clears throat> Come on, man. Yeah. Name me. Some, I want. I want you to name me somebody that did tempo and didn't get no money. Everybody got money that did tempo. Cause you gotta. You gotta know how to easy. gauge. It you gotta know easy. how to gauge. It's easy to go eighty-five BPM and. That's the first. If you walk into any studio right now, I guarantee you they mid tempo. Yep. That's the first thing they're gonna do because they smoking. Yeah. They <laughs> smoking. Lounge, they want to be cool. Music. Yeah. They want to be cool, but the women don't want cool. Need that bounce. They don't want cool. They want. They want somebody that's gonna. They want that cool. energy. If you cool, that means you're too cool to dance with me. Mm-hmm. But that. But how do you feel? You know, about you laid back. You watching. You ain't gonna talk to me until the lights come on. Then it's too late, nigga. But how you feel about the you music? Know what I'm how you feel about the music now? The switch, even with the tempo, like now everything is that tempo. It's getting tempo now. Yeah, like it's, I, it's coming back now. I'm tempo, so I, you know, I love it. Right. I'm tempo. I love. I always loved Miami bass. I always loved uh, disco. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love uh, chic. You know what I'm saying? And and um, you know, back in like back in the, uh, 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 the hip hop, like hip hop. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like a hundred, like a hundred BPM. Yeah, Dougie you know Fresh. Saying? 
Yeah. Come on, dog. Man, that, that shit right there, because it would get the party going. I'm a party type of person. Because you got you know rem- to remember this, too. Even with tempo, it goes with, like, your heartbeat. Your heartbeat beats 120 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. So anything around that time is like a – is it's up. Yeah. It's, it's wow. Hey, I never thought about that. Case in point yeah. with me. And then, 100, then 100 is like your – it's like your – it's the mile point of the 120. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, just look at how you – like, when you run, then the heart – the heart, your heart rate. Yeah. So your body dick, your body kind of bounces off the tempo of the music yeah. as well. Mm. You know what, what I'm saying? What BPM is one, two step? 130. Yeah. That's my go-to. 130. Yeah, 130 is a good zone, too. That's yeah, my go-to. Like one, yeah, that's a great tempo. That's my go-to. That's a great tempo. To this day. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a great tempo. Yeah. 100 is mine. I got a whole list of uh, 100s. BPM. It's bum, a bunch bum, of bum, 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 yeah. 107s, too. 107, 106s. Yeah. Up in there. That's why, that, like, that Puffy's record. Good. That's about a 105. Yeah. Like, all, like, like all, all the uh, New Jack is, like, 105, 107. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. 110, that yeah. tempo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's when I that, really learned how to make up tempos right that's, there. That was Teddy's genius that a lot of people didn't know that. Like, that was his tempo, like, one, like 105 to 110. Even, even the swing, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Even the swing, yeah. like, so, uh, you know, because we say New Jack swing, a lot of people didn't understand how to get it, but you had to swing. Yeah, you got to swing. You got to swing. And you you, you got to swing, gotta swing that drum machine, yeah, you too. Swing you know it. what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Those are them tricks. Them Education. Tricks. <laughs> that's them tricks, boy. That's them little them little nuggets, boy. They're like, man, why you got that thing to feel like that? Yeah. See, I use that same machine. Don't feel like that, do it. Just like with, uh, with, with, with uh, Tricky, with the uh, he had swung, he had swung. What? Uh, um, uh, oh, crazy! Crazy! Right now. That thing swinging at about like. It's on a 16 note on the on the MPC, but he swung it at about 55. I was about to say 54, 55. 55. I had to feel it like that. Because they were like, choo, 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 Ooh. Lord too, but no, it's a female. Um, man. Ashanti. Ashanti. How did she get away from Show Enough? Well, Ashanti wasn't with Show Enough. Ashanti was with Noontime. 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 You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So it's a difference between you know what I'm saying Show Enough and Noontime because, like, see, when, I always, I always kind of associated them together too. You do. You kind of do because Noonie is Show Enough, but <laughs> Show Enough is my label. Okay. It was really my way of doing what I want to do in heaven. My, you know, own expression. You know okay. what I'm saying? And it was kind of right when when noontime kind of. But you worked murdered. on her too, though, during that time. I didn't. No. You did. You didn't get a chance no, to work. I on? didn't work with her. I never okay. worked with her. Okay. I never. I thought. I, I thought when she was over. No, there. it was like what happened with that was like just some miscommunication type stuff. It wasn't even as much, you know. It's it's women. You know what I'm saying? You have to deal <laughs> with women and and timing. Right. If you if somebody needs you at four in the morning. Or, or even, or like, and you know that they're going, they might need you. You have to be available for them. Right. And then sometimes, humanly, it's impossible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's impossible. Either you sleep, you're just out of pocket, or whatever it is. And if you make it habitual, then, you know, that thing's going to get away from you. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ashanti's Instagram, yeah. though. Her Instagram <laughs> is popping. I just yes, to, uh, Lord. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ashanti. And Ashanti's my baby, too. I love her. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my baby right So now. out of all those artists that you work with, and you've worked with a plethora of artists. Yes, sir. Like, we can go down a list like, my God, we can mm-hmm. go for days. What was your fondest memory that you've had in the studio with 
with with artists? Uh, probably Aaliyah. Hmm. Mm. Aaliyah. Yep, Aaliyah. You know, because I think when we when we worked with Aaliyah, it was me, Brian Michael Cox, uh, my boy D. Mary Donnie Scants. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um, uh, who else was it? And Teddy Bishop. No, it was Teddy Bishop. Teddy he might Bishop. Uh, and and uh, uh, Tank was there. Mm. Tank was at the studio. I think Tank was, he had left for a minute, but we got to the studio. She wasn't there yet. Mm. We were watching TRL at the time. She was actually on TRL. Remember, it was live. Yeah. So she was on TRL. So we're like 15 minutes from Times Square. We were at like Battery Studios or something like that. Mm. And we're watching her on on TV, hmm. and it's almost like she walked out of the TV into the session, because you know I think they in, on MTV they air it probably thirty minutes after they shoot it. Right. So it, it didn't take her but like twenty minutes to get over there. So right after she came off stage, she's walking out on on the stage, and they're going to a commercial, and she walked in the door. Door. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's literally the first time I met her. Wow. Like so, you know, I was definitely on like. Ah, like, you know what I'm saying? I was already a big fan, you know what I'm saying? Because I love making female music anyway. Just I just had that perspective for some reason, just being around so many women so so much of my life. I just understood the conversation, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, when she came in, she was just like giving everybody pet names and, you know what I'm saying, just having fun and playing with everybody. And just, just you know, we it was just... Um, uh, like a blur almost. You know, it's like a like you don't even remember starting or finishing. You know what I mean? Mm. It just happened. You know what I mean? So we, we you know, of course, we did. Uh, I don't wanna the first day. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna be be without you, be without. I don't wanna feel that and come over the same day. Mm. Cannot come over the you know same day. Yep. And then we did, you know, of course, uh, uh, I Miss You, <laughs> I Miss You came later because I Miss You. Well, I was with Black Ground at the time. Right. I was signed to Black Ground as an artist. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was signed to Black Ground as an artist. That's um, that's Barry Barry's, Barry's Hanky. Barry Hanky. Yeah, yeah. So that, so, and Barry and them weren't seeing eye to eye with Timberland. Timberland and Missy had kind of took their hands off of the Aaliyah stuff mm. at the end. At the end, they weren't involved at all. Wow. No, they weren't, cause they had a dis they had a uh, a legal discrepancy with with the uh, publishing or something like that. Thus, hmm. you know, remember her stuff being all tied up. Tied up, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was. I think it was more than just a label thing. I don't know what it was, but it was, you know, some kind of disagreements and on the inner in the workings of the game. But you know, I love working with her, man. That was that was like a magical moment in my career. So speaking of publishing, I see a lot of these producers are selling these catalogs. <laughs> and your catalog is gigantic <laughs> and dynamic. <laughs> have you, have you, I know you have to have talk about it into this. <laughs> what, what are your views on that? And are you ready, are you ready to participate in this? Man, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready to talk. So. Because it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense if the money makes sense. Because you got to count the money. You got to count what's projected. From from that, because you can pre pretty much at this point you can project what you're going to make. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm thinking. Okay, you, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pushing 50 years old, so I'm like, you know, um, let me get let me get what I'm gonna give me 40 years at a great scenario. If I live to be 90, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Shit. So so in nine in in another 40 years, how much would I make? 
You know right. what I'm saying? Off this catalog, roundabout, give or take, you know, 100,000 or 200,000 difference up or down. So, you know so, what I'm saying? And you add it up, and that's how you do the math. I was wondering that. What, you know how what do they calculate that? You do, you do the math. So when you you're know, seeing these numbers, are you seeing, like, are you thinking, like, your damn, catalog he low is not going to fluctuate that much okay. unless I go and not do a record like, uh, uh, don't believe me, just watch. If I do that this year, mm -hmm. then I might fluctuate another... 100, 150 every yeah. year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it's not going to be like so crazy where you can't count it. These people is coming back giving you multiples of 18 on your catalog. Why not do it? And you can always make more. But that's not the part. The part is who we are. Who we are as far as money is concerned. Right. It all depends on how intellectual you are with, with finances, how... Uh, versus you are with taxes and all of that kind of stuff. You know, it's important because, you know, if you get all of that money at one time, you think you got all that money. Ooh. Ooh. And they telling that you got the money, so they're coming for you. You ain't got but, it. But the, but the thing, I, but the thing I, I always worry about with that is, it's just like with Beatles records. Like, just say right. Beatles records wasn't, they always was huge. Yeah. But that catalog, that publishing catalog got even humongous the old day it got. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it ain't it ain't gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna fluctuate much, bro. But it might. That's what I'm saying. It and could. Let me get let me finish let me it finish. Could. Let me finish what I was about to say. Yeah. So even just think about like hip hop. Just say if something else musically was to come along yeah. and your song what you songs you produce are now like the back the background to right. this new movement. Yeah, because, like, say, say, if, okay, say, um, I'll tell you one right right now that's, that's popping out, right? Right. There's two. One is So What, right? So mm -hmm. What, So What from uh, the Field Mob oh. is like one of the most sample records. TikTok records. That I, got. It's, I don't know why. People just keep calling, saying, calling my lawyer, like, hey, man, we wanna clear this record. We wanna clear this record. They're already, we did just fine. Me and Tricky Stewart did just fine for uh, Mary J. Blige. They already trying to sample this record. Like I'm yeah. like, damn, this record ain't even ten years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's coming back. They, they like sampling, all of them. They yeah. sampling this hit, shit already. They sampling, sampling ten, hit ten makers. One hit two maker. step. One two step <clears throat> mm -hmm. is jumping up in like soccer games and like I think they just put it on a FIFA soccer game. You like on the the uh, yeah the video the, game the video game yeah. So like it plays in the stadium like on a break and then it plays and the chili just come out or whatever whoever come out <laughs> and dancing to it and the crowd is dancing to it and stuff I'm like damn mm -hmm. so that that gave me a spike right you know what I'm saying so those different things so, like give you and that's why I said that's why I said when you, those, when you when you when you weigh the situation you go that's 70 the reason why I haven't done it yet right okay because I keep seeing these little spikes like. And I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? I live off my catalog. And it's kind of like if you, you take... Know, I ain't got to just, just keep on producing records. Yeah, you ain't out here fucked up. And I ain't saying... <laughs> no, I ain't, hell no. Now, now, I ain't saying taking 70 million is bad, shit. especially at 50. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh, no. I mean, but <laughs> shit. I mean, it's, it's coming. But... You just know that it's coming. Right. It's oh, coming. Yeah. It's coming. You'll read about it. We're going to see the tweet. <laughs> I'll pick you up. I'll come by. It's like, come, come get me. Come on, baby. It's come time to go me. crack some crabs. <laughs> and we're not cracking them up. We're going to crack these motherfuckers out of a net. <laughs> we're going to be on the side of a boat. Like, hey, boy, you ain't never cracked them like this. Yeah, you got to be extra when the big bag drop like that. You know, oh, yeah. We got <laughs> to be extra. Are, I'm, I'm cleaning my whole Instagram out. Yeah. It's going to be like one of those. It's going to be like a Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, we caught this big ass fish. That like, stretch is probably about a half a schoolyard. Like, what the hell, Jazzy got going on? Like, he, he didn't got that so, bag. So, right. so, Jazzy, do you find it hard to work with the younger artists, artists now? No, you know why? With me, because I got kids. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. So I kind of, I know, you know, the the I got I got the motor skills that they. I know how to kind of dial in on them. Cause I'm always working with young people. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm never out of touch with young people. Yeah, that's how I feel. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. long as you're in touch with young people, you kind of get you. You, you kind of get it. You know you what I'm saying? It, you get it. You know what it is, and you know I, I, I talk some of their language. Yeah. You know what I mean? And once they find out I do, it's like uh, they can relax. Like, yeah, they they cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when I kind of go over the history a little bit with them, mm -hmm. there's respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's respect. You know what I mean? And you know they they leaving me the big piece of chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like they supposed to. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's respect, man. That's daddy it's respect. A, <laughs> so it's also right now in Atlanta, man. It's kind of like a shift in the music scene. Yeah. Right now, how do you feel about the shift you're seeing in Atlanta right now? You know what's crazy, man? It might seem selfish, mm -hmm. but I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it like that because I'm not in it. Okay. I'm not really in it. I be in my own world, bro. Right. I be in my own world. Now, it depends on what shift you're talking about. Let's 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 really well, dial got, in well, on you that. Got, well, you got a lot of different things going on. You got the gangs. You got the drill. You got oh yeah, trap. oh yeah, you yeah. yeah. You when, you so, when you say the you shift, got, I was like, I was got, thinking then, like. Then you got to stream in from the from analog from back. You know how we used to get paid from back then. Now they doing the streaming. So it's a oh, lot yeah, of different. That shift. Yeah, yeah. It's a big shift going on in music. That's like for. I think, um, yeah, I do see that. So, I, w I was thinking more like, like, uh, well, forget about what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that that it's one of those things, kind of like you know, like you say with the with, with the youngins. Right. Like when once you're tuned into it, you kind of parlay with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You parlay with it, and then you kind of like, it's like, I really wonder. How much a stream is really worth? I think we we all do that. Don't nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, nobody like, knows. Because they, just the said, they just said. They just said. They just said that this year, <laughs> right? That, that that a stream was gonna be double what it was last year. Right. So if y'all selfish ass gonna give us double a stream, Imagine what, what is it really worth? But Gib made a point last week. I mean, he he made a point when I talked to him last week. He was talking about. Um, Janet was one of the first artists to go in and, and demand a dollar for mm. every album that she sold. A dollar. How did we move away from a dollar per album to now we're making point something on a stream that we don't even know what it is? I mean, now we do know what it is, I but think that's kind of like the consensus of what I'm saying. Like, 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 saying? like we. So, so just take for instance when we sold independent records, right? Just say if you had three thousand records, you you know that was three hundred thousand. Right, you know what I'm saying. So you knew what you was making. Yeah. Now, you don't even know. No. At the end of the day, if I had a million, like we do know now, if you get a million streams on on Spotify, we know that's about four thousand dollars. If I if I if I uh... <laughs> see what I'm saying. <laughs> So and that's why I said it's a difference, and we've really diminished what a million streams are, or what a million is. You remember they that? Say, so they're saying how much on a million streams now? Four thousand dollars on on four, like forty five hundred on. So on it's Spotify. supposed to go to like eighty eighty five eighty nine hundred. 
Yeah. But, but they're different on each DSP, too. Yeah, DS, the like, title like pays the title, out higher. There you go. Then Spotify. Right. Mm. Apple has a different pay 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 scale too. Right, it's kind of like Equifax yeah. and all the others. And then you got YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Better know your streaming score. Right. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, like over here. Hey, my Equifax is yeah. <laughs> But see the fact that most people don't even know that they really controlling the money. And it's you know? crazy. And it's crazy. And, I, and it's it's crazy even when I sit down with seasoned veterans and they going, bro, I don't even know. Nobody knows. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying going it's like the big if, secret. The game fucked up. But who gave them? And, and, and I have to say this because Gibbs said this on, in the clip we we did. Who who gave them the permission to go in the room and make that decision? It was, you changed it the was, way you changed was, the way a lot of people. Bill Gates type of moment. Yeah, but you went in, but you went in and changed <laughs> you you went and changed the way a lot of people ate. But everybody went along with it and bowed down to it. That's the problem. Nobody. It wasn't a whole like the whole industry well, started bucking. Think, I think it was. I think it was a. I think it was. Uh, somewhat of remedy to uh, what Napster and all of those guys was doing. You know what I'm saying? When when they were when you know came yeah. from that when when they were stealing the music. They're getting back to what Napster did. Yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> they taking it back. I think somebody. There's going to be somebody that's going to come out and kind of basically, and they probably already around somewhere. They probably just be in silence, mm. telling you exactly where that money is going. Oh, it's gonna be a massive oh, yeah. audit. It got to be an audit. It's gonna yeah. be a massive audit. So, last question, I gotta ask you this. So, we come up in an era, all right, where a lot of artists were signed by, you know, you either had to have talent or you didn't. Right. Now we kind of live in an era where you kind of gotta have stats, or you gotta have a bag. Mm. Which do you prefer? Stats or a bag? No, stats or a bag or talent. You know what he want. Talent. I definitely want talent because we got the bag. You know what I'm saying? But, but And that we, like, like I, I'm different because I, I have people. Like, if I find the next usher, say if, if he the next usher. Right. I got, I got, <laughs> I got a, I got a, um, a, a, a big room. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who can help us go and, and and get the financials or whatever to go and get, you know what I'm saying? And I am the organized noise. You right. know what I'm saying? So we can go and we can put this all together. Mm -hmm. And we can go get a big fish if we need to get one. Or we can just, you know, we can we can go we can call Gazi. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. So so it, we got all of the inner workings, you know what I'm saying? So I rather I rather go with talent because I need people to I need asses in them damn seats. Right. I want to know who's going to, if I'm home, sleep at night, I can say Kendrick Lamar went up there on that stage and ripped that shit down whether I was there or not. Right. Whether I walked in and said, hey, you, know, you better be good. You know what I'm saying? No, that ain't, how, that ain't how talent works. Right. So do you think that the labels value talent differently than we do? They, they, it ain't about how they value it. It's it's what everybody else is doing. The labels ain't never been built on what they value. They don't know. They, they, the labels have never been built on what they value, but they live off of what is valuable. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You feel me? So I'm going to grab this, 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 that, and that. But one of y'all is Bruno Mars. Right. I'm going to live off Bruno, and I'm going to eat off everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got a hit? Okay, bet. You got a hit? Okay, bet. You are the lifeline. I'm going to make sure you are fully accommodated. I'm going to give you the $20 million every year. I'm going to give you a meal. I'm going to give you a meal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be happy. Right. Because that's more than you've ever seen. 
Right. Yeah. So look, it's a uh, game time. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we 50, got this game. Fifty. Fifty has a game, and then I bet. Now that we we have a, a legendary or a legend producer, mm. uh, I got three questions. Right. Bet. Oh well, well, I'm just ask you this. All right. Your your three biggest records. Mm. Your three favorite records. Mm. And three records that nobody knew you produced. Ah, it's hard for me to know, but okay. <laughs> well, we we don't know because it may not have your tag or right. Let's do it. All right, so do the, no, do no. The that's question. that's that's your question for me. Then he has the game question coming up for you. Okay. But I want to know what's your three biggest. Do one at a time. Your three biggest. Yeah, yeah, do them at one time. You asking too many questions. Three biggest. Yeah, what's your three, three biggest questions three, right three back to back? Three biggest records. Uh, I'm gonna say Show Enough, Tila, because that's the record that put me in the door. Yeah. I'm gonna say Sierra. One two step because that's the record that like really let everybody know keeps on giving too. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know it, it was my my pivotal moment as far as putting the artist in the atmosphere. Okay. And then three, probably it, it's so so crazy, but it's probably area codes. Luda. Luda because area codes on the Rush Hour soundtrack oh. was also in the movie and on the screenplay mm. and on the commercial. Bunch Ooh. of chicks. Stupid. No, when I got my money, I was like, I would like go call Shaka and they were like, did I get y'all check? <laughs> did I get, did I, get I, I thought I had everybody check. Because <laughs> you, you know how you be like, when you go to the bank, it would like take you like a, a whole week to go to the bank? Like, I don't want nobody, Something, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, I, right. I don't want nobody to come running out yeah. the bushes like, nigga, that ain't your check, boy. <laughs> they said my name on it. <laughs> that ain't your check, nigga. We was waiting up here. Oh, we knew you were finna come up here and try to cash that damn check. Yeah. So let's do this. Uh, your three favorite. Aaliyah, of course. Um, probably Come Over. Right. Um, damn. Uh, let me think. Dang, three favorite. Did so many can't remember. Yeah. Man, I oh, boy, <laughs> boy, it's crazy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna say just fine. That's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, uh that's gonna probably leak into the next set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just fine. Um, um, another favorite. Another favorite. Just favorite record. Um. <laughs> Biggie. The Biggie the re, the re, Oh, the yeah. remix with yeah. Jagged. Yeah, yeah. Nasty Girl. Uh, Nasty Girl remix, yeah. Oh, cool, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. That, that shit go crazy. And yeah. so let's let's get the three that no one would possibly know that you produce it. Um, Slick Rick. Slick Rick and Outkast. Slick Rick and Outkast is on his jam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Street talking. Yeah. I hear Jazzy all over there. A lot I, of people. Yeah. Womp, 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 womp. 16 level guitars. Yep. <laughs> He's a producer. I did, we did that at the old Patchworks too on 10th Street. Right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Two more. Um so this is this is that that nobody knew nobody your tags knew. Not Okay. On. Um I know I didn't know just fine. Just fine. Okay. Just you didn't know that one? Okay. Um trying to think when people be like, "Oh, you produced that." <laughs> um <laughs> Dang, man. Uh, 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 uh. uh man. I don't know. Oh, uh, Birdman. 
What's up? Pretty lady gonna do that dance. Pretty, Pretty lady, lady gonna do that oh, dance. Oh yeah, because your tag's not on it. No, no. I did. I, I, I kind of. That's when they were throwing the food or something in in the video. I think. I tagged the video. Yeah. But I didn't tag the song. Oh, that's but good. Uh, that one. Um, let me think. Uh, a third one. Damn. Ain't a whole lot of them now. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll take Mary J. Yeah, yeah. As, no, as number three. Yeah. All right, Phil, you got a game for me? Well, no, we're running out of time. I actually, instead of playing the game, I do want to ask one more question. As far as producers, right? So uh-huh. you've been in the game for a long time. I kind of want people to leave with a jewel. What is something you would tell the Jazzy Fade 15 years ago that you didn't know? Do your taxes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes because they coming. The Jazzy Fade now is still dealing. I'm not like I was, but you know, there came a time when you probably looked at me like I was balling, balling, and I wasn't, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> On them tax, made tax. It <laughs> But 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 God, you know what I'm saying? It just just put me in such a space to where is He just kept on blessing me, bro. Just kept on putting me in situations. Every time it felt like it was getting so dark, I would just call my mama. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And she would be like, look, baby, go for what you know. Go around people who are winning. Go around people who are smiling. Go around people who are who who light up when you when you hit that room. Go around people. Don't go where you tolerate it. Go where you celebrate it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I go to do a, a birthday, whenever I go do to something for celebratory for my people, I, there's eight or nine restaurants in the city that people absolutely go crazy when I go. <laughs> I, it's always one of those. Mm-hmm. I always go to those places when I know I got people, when I know I'm going to have exceeding you know, visits or whatever, because I know that they're going to welcome me. And I know I'm not going to get an unpleasant vibe going that's on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's a nugget for people because always go where you celebrate it. Don't do don't try to do something new with a new group of people, you know what I'm saying? Where you don't know people. If you know people, go where you know people. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you know you're going to get favor. And favor is not fair. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you want to be where you have the unfair advantage. You know what I'm saying? So that's in life. Go where you got the unfair advantage. Go where you got an unfair advantage. And when you get there, then you know you know people are loving on you. That's why you see people in the club. They, they always go to that club because they got the unfavor advantage. That's right. Yes, sir. They got the favor, un, un, you know, the, the, the advantage. Message. That's right. Message. All right, I want to leave on that note, on a high note, man. I want to thank you for coming through, Jazzy yeah, man. Faye. Yeah, man. This is the We Outside show. We had the legendary Jazzy Faye in the building today. We Outside. We'll catch y'all next week. We out. Oh, boy.